Hello, my name is Tyler Chisholm, and welcome to a special episode of Collisions YYC Current and Critical, a focus episode where I sit down with local leaders to discuss the topics of the day. Well, hey, Adam, it's time to let the audience in. We're having a good old, we're having a good old fashioned chat, which is what these podcasts are all about. And uh, as the few times you and I have even conversed, we have no problem to have a conversation. So welcome Adam O'Brien to the podcast. How you doing, man? I'm great, man. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. I'm really looking forward to it. You and I had a little pre-chat last week and you know, next thing I, I don't even know, boom, we could, we're off and running. So I'm looking forward to this conversation and letting the audience in on what you're up to. So Bitcoin Solutions, you've been doing it for seven years. You guys are on a track. So maybe give us a little bit about that and then let's just like, let's get into it. Let's talk about Bitcoin, the impact on the economy, Alberta, like, oh man, the, the topics we're going to cover today. <laughs> That's great, man. I'll clear my schedule. Let's, let's just do this. <laughs> lock it down. We're going full Rogan. We're going four hours, man. Like lock it. It's a marathon here. Like do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So yeah, I mean, Bitcoin solutions, we've been around for, like you said, for seven years. Um, our mission, like Full on, if we do one thing, it's make Bitcoin accessible. Make it easy to buy and sell Bitcoin. Because, you know, Bitcoin in and of itself is the greatest technology since the internet. And that, like, I fully believe that. I think that... I love that. that there's your t-shirt, man. That's a t-shirt you're going to wear out to all your meetings. No, you're going to wear. <laughs> well said, sir. Send it, on. Send it over. I'll give you my address after the show. Um, you know, it's, it's like what... What the internet did for communication, which like arguably communication is probably the biggest thing that the internet did for us. You know, we are now able to, you and I are quite a few hundred kilometers away and, and, and we're able to chat in real time. Uh, I can see your, your wonderfully kept groomed beard and, uh, and, and, and you the know. fans at home, thank you, sir. That was the extra problem. <laughs> well, we're going we're gonna to fast track uh, Adam's episode. We're going to get that live right away. <laughs> and, and you'll be what I mean. Like, like, and, and like, like you're an HD. Like you're, this, is, this, is, this is remarkable. That's the technology is amazing. Like, you know, imagine just like the world, but being in, going into COVID without the level of technology. That oh, we my have. goodness. Like, I, I, I can't even fathom. Like, our, our business would have been a non starter, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Non existent, 100%. And so, yeah. and so what, what Bitcoin is able to do is able to take that same kind of style of, of, you know, disruption and apply it to the financial system, to our monetary policies, to, you know, something that has been, you know, in my opinion, stale. Um, we can send e-transfers now and that's fantastic, but, but I cannot, I can call my cousin in, in Australia and I can say, what's up? How you doing? You know, uh, you look like you've got an extra wrinkle because I can see you in 4k. Uh, but I can't send her 50 bucks without paying like 10, 15, 20% in fees. It's absolutely nuts. Um, it, it takes days. I can't, you know, with the timing difference, the banks aren't open, yada, yada. We just, we just have a stale monetary system. And so Bitcoin- it, it hasn't adapted to like the way the rest of our world works. It is, it's misaligned is what I'm hearing loud and clear. hundred percent, man. hundred percent. I mean, case in point, if you go to the bank and look to send a wire transfer, Half the time, the banker will look at you like, uh, uh, I'm not too sure how to do that. Let me get my manager. And then they're like, well, it'll get I've had that exact experience. Anywhere between three and 97 business days. And you're like, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm being, I'm being hyperbolic. Of course. of course, but this day and age, and this is what, you know, like, yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. There, there, there's, well, hey, and therein lies the opportunity. <laughs> well, that's just it. So, so Bitcoin, um, so it's been around since 2010. Um, you know, this, this unknown creator, which I think is the beauty of it truly. And we'll get into that in a minute. Um, you, you know, they, they create Bitcoin. So it's, it sounds kind of funny, like, wow, what do you mean? Bitcoin is created, but you think about it, like the internet is created, uh, by man, cars are created by man, like all these things that are revolutionary to our, to our society. They're everything's made, everything's created except for like nature. Right. And so. Well, so, the concept of money as a construct is a, you know, we all buy into the construct and that's the only reason why it works, but somebody still, I don't know if you've read Sapiens, they talk about, you know, go to, go to some, go to an orangutan and offer him a, some, a piece of paper money. He's going to look at you like you're nuts, but exactly. offer him a banana and all of a sudden there's value to be traded now. Now he's going to know what's going on. Totally, man. Yeah, totally. So to your, to your point, we bought into that construct at one time. This is just a different, an evolution of the, of a different construct. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Money, money system as we know it now is very closed. It's very, very exclusive. Uh, you know, it's very much something that uh, is controllable and is controlled. So, 2010, uh, Bitcoin is, or it, it wasn't 2000, it was 2009 actually, but that Bitcoin was 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 created. So this is the 11th year now. Uh, okay. In 2018, um, Halloween 28 or on Halloween 2008, sorry, um, everything goes. You know, everything's just post collapse. The whole financial economy is done. 
And that's when the Bitcoin white paper was published. And it was January uh, okay. 3rd, 2009, that uh, the very first Bitcoin block was mined. So Satoshi, this infamous kind of, you know, mysterious creator of Bitcoin, basically took him like, well, who knows how long he was in the in the pipeline for, but but from the white paper to the first block was a very, very short amount of time. He was able to create this system. And in the first block, there's a message encoded in the blockchain, and it's the, the New York Times um, headline, the New York Times paper, which says, Chancellor on the brink of a, of a big bailout. And uh, I think that's just so fitting because, you know, it shows that, that from, from day one, it's always been about inclusivity. It's always been about taking away the power from those that can manipulate it and, and basically are just able to just crush anyone that's in their, in their control. So, so fast forward a few years, 2013, I find Bitcoin. Um, I'm fascinated. It just hit this, this all time high of a hundred dollars. And, uh, and I figure, wow, you know, this, this digital tokens worth a hundred bucks, I better go and buy one. So I set out to buy one. It takes me weeks to find anyone selling it. You can't buy it online at this point or you can, but it's very, very difficult. Um, I wasn't wildly technically savvy. Like I knew how to, I knew my way around the computer, but I didn't necessarily know, you know, how to, how to write code or, or, or I wasn't very comfortable doing that. So when I think a lot of people that I talked to that were like, it kind of, they're always open to new things, but there was just this, like, I don't know. And there was a sense of fear. Like you really had to kind of throw caution to the wind a little bit back then to get involved. Cause it felt like high risk. And you had anyone you told was like, Oh my God, that's what are you doing? Like it was an easy thing to kind of like to, to push to the side or shit on as just like super risky. It's a fad. Like, you know, there was, there was no endless amount of naysayers. I remember at that time, because if you were curious about it, you'd almost get dismissed for like, Oh, that's just, a, you know, you know, you know what I mean? There was, there was a long list of people saying it was just another thing. Totally. totally. Oh, I, I, I was, you know, called, uh, you know, Ponzi scheme, uh, the tulips of, of, of our generation, you know, <laughs> yes, the, tul- the tulip no end yeah. of comparisons to what's been bad in the past. Um, so yeah, so I kind of went out to buy one. And uh, finally found a guy on like Kijiji or the equivalent of like Craigslist and uh, we go to meet and it's like, so I live in Edmonton and, and, and there's White Avenue and White Ave is like a, like a nice, you know, on, on the west side of White Ave, it's like, you know, expensive coffee, nice ice cream, good restaurants. And on the east side, it's like stabby and, and not a very nice place to be. And that's where we met. So we, we meet in like this. Sketch. So it's not it's not doing anything to raise the credibility or the security <laughs> feeling of this whole concept that you're in, that you're embarking Nothing on. Nothing It's my first time even considering looking at this digital token that is And this know, was and this was what years you said 2013 2013, 2013 7 yeah, years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah got 2013. It. So, you know, we go there, I got my $100 bill in my hand. This guy jumps into my car. He scans my like glitchy, you know, first generation Bitcoin wallet app. I give him 100 bucks. And then he bolts and I'm like, well, <laughs> that's gone, you know? It's yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, that, that feels like I just got an empty baggie in a parking lot somewhere. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, got it. I get home a few hours later, uh, look on my app. It says con- like confirmed. There's, there, there's a few confirmations. I mean, I think four confirmations was what I saw. And I, and, and I was like, oh, confirmations. Like I read about that in my YouTube videos I was watching. I like saw it. This, is, this has <laughs> got to be good. So um, I put online like, hey, I want to be the sketchy guy jumping into your car in a stabby parking lot. Uh, let me do that. I'm going to sell Bitcoin. And um, by the end of that week or maybe a, a few weeks later, I'd got my hundred bucks back and I still had 0.1 Bitcoin. So basically like I made 10% essentially. Yep. And I was like, wow, like that's a pretty, for any business, that's a pretty successful first couple transactions. Like you're it, it, like, you're like quote unquote, like, holy shit, it worked. Yeah, it worked. I mean, yeah. I made 10 bucks. That's not, that's not blows out of proportion, but but yeah, on for, for sure. But I'm just putting the context at the time you, you described the stabby corner. Like I think making 10 bucks like that you didn't lose it all to me as a first, just a triumphant win or my hand, but I thought that I still have both my hands and, and <laughs> my stop was a win in my books. <laughs> so, so I need to put in the context that that was, o- that was only a mere seven years ago. <laughs> that, exactly. Seven years, which, which, you know, seems like a long time, but at the same time is not like, this is a brand new industry. Yeah. That's kind of just, just coming up. So, um, you know, so, uh, moving on, I kind of decide, well, I'm going to put a standing ad on, on Kijiji, Craigslist, Facebook, wherever. Um, and just say, Hey, if you want Bitcoin, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do it and I'm going to give a good experience. And that was, that was kind of my mission was I wanted to make anyone that wanted to buy it. I wanted to make it easy for them to do. So that's meeting people in coffee shops, walking them through the transaction, showing them how it worked, et cetera. 
Um, so do that for a few months, yeah. making a little bit of money, charging a couple bucks here, a couple bucks there. And then in October of 2013, a bit, the first ever Bitcoin ATM is deployed in Vancouver, BC. And um, <clears throat> it's, it's the easiest way to buy Bitcoin. Interesting. So out of all the global options, Vancouver was the first spot for a Bitcoin ATM. Interesting. Oh, yeah, man. wow. Right on. Go Canada. I didn't know Go that. Canada. Yeah, no, it was fantastic, man. And so oh, very cool. I kind of saw it in, in some news and like, you know, even some mainstream media picked it up. And that was kind of like one of the first times that that really mainstream was like Bitcoin, you know, we're going to we're going to explore this concept because there's this machine here. So I saw that um, I go to to purchase an ATM. Um, and then, and then, you know, there's some drama in between there with, with the, I'm sure there, of there, course, of blah, course, blah, 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 long in the short of it, February, 2014, I get this ATM and we deploy the first machine in Alberta. So, um, that was in 2014. Okay. It's fantastic. So now I've got this one machine. I've got this add on Kijiji, a little website, <clears throat> Bitcoin solutions, uh, is the business name because my creativity just, it, it has, has no end. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no point being overly tricky because when you're in a world that people don't understand already, the more unique or way out there you'd go with the name, I think it would just it would have hurt your as a marketer. I'm like, it were I get it. Like sure. don't don't make don't don't be too witty at this point in, in the evolution of things. It'll hurt you. <laughs> well, thank you. Because it it truly was because I had no other name. I was like, what are we doing? We're the solution to Bitcoin. Okay, that's the uh, that's okay, well, hey, walk me through for a second. So, uh, what what do I do at a Bitcoin ATM? So, I think of a normal uh, ATM. Yeah. I have money in an account. I can go take it out. Yeah. So, with with a Bitcoin ATM, do I go put in my traditional money, for lack of a better term, conventional, to get out, or do I have to have an account? Is this like a place to access my Bitcoin wallet? Like, does it work truly like an ATM? Like, no, it's exactly. Actually, it's actually really poorly named, in my opinion. It's more of a okay. Bitcoin vending machine. It's kind of the the best. Okay. Way. Yeah. The ATM took me down a specific way of thinking about it, which is not correct. No, exactly. And so, so it basically just vends Bitcoin. So what you do is, is you have a wallet set up and, and, and the key to a Bitcoin ATM is it's non-custodial. And what that means is that no time do does, does like Bitcoin solutions or, or the ATM manufacturer or the ATM uh, operator own your coins or hold your money. We're non-custodial, which is, which okay. is different I, than right. an online exchange, different than a bank. Um, you know, if you go there with money, you can get Bitcoin hard stop. You know, it's very inclusive. So well, the vending machine, just that nerd name that changes yeah. the whole concept. It's so, funny. It almost cheapens it by calling it a vending machine. ATM elevates it, but it's a way more clear to what it actually does. True. <laughs> just back to yeah. naming and branding and how people perceive things. Right. And But if you think about what an ATM machine is, an automated teller machine, uh, you, you know, a teller is someone that, that takes and gives cash. And this, and this machine right. is something that takes and gives cash. We just have this societal perception of what an ATM is and it's yes. it's only a dispenser but but really a teller well, when you're in the early days of a product adoption cycle it's all those past beliefs that can help you or hurt you right totally to oh this means that because that's what I'm comfortable with from a thousand other things I've I've in, uh, transactions I've done yeah exactly oh yeah, really so okay okay so thank you for clarifying because in my mind I'm like yeah. all right wait a second how does this work but more of the vending machine concept I get that mm. yeah so basically and, and, and at that point I'm looking at making Bitcoin accessible. We're not doing two-way machines yet. It's just you put money in and you and you receive Bitcoin um, to your wallet that you already have set up. So that's only and, and at that point, can I do anything with my Bitcoin, or am I more am I a hold and wait and hopefully the value goes up, or am I using it to transact for goods and services? Yeah, it's probably both. I mean, you know, okay. frankly, frankly, we don't care, right? Like, like of course we have the regulations and we and we do have the regulations in place to to protect against like terrorist financing and money laundering and those kind of like, yes. Like you know, they, they, I, have you listened to, I think it's called Amer uh, American Kingpin about yeah. the Silk Road. So yeah. So that's immediately, I think there was a lot of association with like, Oh, that's for shady business. <laughs> right. And, and you know what? And it, and it was like, and, and yeah. it is. And, and just like, you well, know, and let's be for the record folks, traditional money is used for that as well. So Bitcoin, the U S did a study in 2016 ish and, and Bitcoin was number 10 on the list. Of, of things that were used for for like nefarious activity. You know, number one okay. is of course the US dollar. Um, you know, moving down the list, like real estate fraud is like way higher than than yep. than Bitcoin. Um, you know, awful things. Like if you think about it, Bitcoin is a vehicle. Bitcoin is money, right? Nobody ever, ever has uh, you know, a drunk driver killed someone and said, well, those cars, they gotta they can't. They can't. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, that's the, always the argument. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. Kind of thing. But, <laughs> well, that's another debate. But that was a really that was a really bad comparison. I'm gonna I'm gonna edit that out. 
<laughs> Probably not. It's okay. So sometimes you say something, go, whoa, I'm going to retry. I'm going to take a, a stenographer. Please pull that out of the notes for this, uh, for this, this session. That's why you need a publicist. Um, yes. Uh, Touche. And then touché. And the same thing, like, like the internet, guess what the internet is? The same internet that you and I are having this wholesome conversation on is used to sell children. Like, like let that sink in for a minute. You know, whenever there was opportunity there for good, there is also going to be equal opportunity for bad and bad people are going to do bad things. And so Bitcoin was used for bad things, is used for bad things, but it also presents this amazing opportunity. So that, you know, that was a bit of a, I digress. <laughs> no, but it's true. Cause there might be people, cause we've all heard different things in the media and like, Oh, this yeah. is bad or it's good. And, but it's right to, 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 to you've got to look at the whole picture to your, to your point is what I heard loud and clear from that. Yeah, totally. Totally. So, so we have, we have this, this machine. It's great. Um, that's in February, 2014. And then in April, 2014, there's this conference in Toronto. So I figure, um, you know, Hey, I'm this hotshot Bitcoin guy. Apparently now I'm going to go to Toronto. So I, I go out there and I, and I'm meeting with all these people in the industry and there's this other Bitcoin ATM manufacturer there. And I end up sitting at the table with them and, and they're like, Hey, you should have one of our machines. And I was like, you know, I could barely afford that machine. I, I, I can't afford this machine. And they're like, well, we'll, we'll finance it for you. We'll just give it to you. You can operate it and then pay us out of, out of your, and I was like, well, this is fantastic. So, um, you know, we shake hands, we strike a deal and then, and then we put a second machine in Saskatchewan. So, so we have the first machine in Alberta. We have the first machine in, in, in Saskatchewan. We have two machines. Um, and, uh, and we're multi-provincial. It's, it's, it's really, really cool. Um, so these machines are tapped into the internet. They're the, they, uh, because obviously this all, this exists online, like just to get to the back end of how this even exists. And so you had two different machines. Do they both just plug into the same system? Like they're just access points. Is that the way to, th is yeah, that a right way to so think about it? Access point is a fantastic way to look at it. Basically, um, they are a set of hardware that's connected to a server and on okay. that server has a hot wallet and a hot wallet is something that is, is coded and is programmed to automatically send Bitcoin when the server gets the okay. So basically the workflow is like a Bitcoin ATM is very simple. It's a screen, a camera and a bill acceptor. Very, very simple. So you go up, you scan your Bitcoin wallet. Okay. And that, and then that hardware, the camera. So it's on my phone. It's a QR code or it's a barcode that I scan. Barcode. Okay. Got it. Exactly. And then, and then that barcode is associated with, with your wallet. And the hardware, the camera tells the server, Hey, here's the barcode and server says, okay, address one, two, three, four, five, six. This is where we're preparing to send coins, you know, wallet, get ready. This is the address. So, so, you know, when you're writing an email to Tyler at yycollisions.ca, yep. yep. uh, same thing. That's, that's the, the two address. And then, you know, please put your money in. So you put a hundred bucks in the bill acceptor tells the server, Hey, we got a hundred bucks, you know, you know what to do. And then basically a hundred bucks gets sent to the wallet that was previously scanned. So, you know, just basically a data, uh, a, a, a access point for the main server, um, holding okay. the Bitcoin to be able to, to be sold. Could I do that same thing online with just an electronic transfer? I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so same thing. So on our website, it's the same thing. You just go, it says how much do you want to buy? Da, 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 da. You send your email money transfer. When our system picks up the e-transfer, then boom, money sent. Okay. All right, make, make, okay. it certainly part. takes the, the myth out of it. I'm like, okay, that sounds pretty straightforward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, you're buying, you're, when, like, anyone that's ever bought, you know, Xbox Live or PlayStation Network, it's all the same yeah. thing, right? What do you buy? Well, you're buying a token that allows you to access something online. It's the exact same thing. Okay, got cool. it. So now at this point, 2014, mid 2014, uh, we've got this machine in Edmonton, this machine in, in, in Saskatoon. My wife and I get married uh, literally two days. So I went to Saskatoon and I was like, okay, I'm not leaving until I have this thing placed. It took a little longer than I thought it would. I get home two days before my wedding. <laughs> get home. Uh, this is the true entrepreneur story right here. <laughs> Seriously, man. She's like, hey, like, uh, you know, it's Thursday, you know, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> Saturday's a big day. I don't know if you have it in your calendar, but you know. <laughs> so... All good. I get home. It's all it's, it's it's all great. We get married. We go on a nice honeymoon. It's fantastic. Uh, we go to Vancouver for Canada Day, and my wife and I are like, you know what? We're young. We're married. This new life. Boom. Sign a lease in Vancouver. We're gonna live there for a year. So, you know, uh, at that point, I'm like, well, I guess Bitcoin's full time now. So, kind of just jump straight into into Bitcoin full time. Previously, I was working at uh, at a restaurant, and then um, you know, moved move to Vancouver. And what do you know? There's places that want Bitcoin machines in Vancouver. So uh, kind of organically spread into BC as well. 
Um, after a year, of course, you realize friends and family are everything. We moved back to Edmonton. And, uh, and then from there, the business is kind of just organically growing. I, I kind of have a little bit of momentum. You know, we have this, this Western Canadian presence. Um, and all the time, all the while, Bitcoin is becoming more and more used, more and more. Um, okay. So you were just that, like, so a, a more of a broader adoption is, is starting to happen. It's getting a lot more media at that point. When was the year when things kind of went quote unquote crazy for Bitcoin? So that was 2017. Um, 2017? Was, was like the big year when, you know, if, if you went to bed and then you woke up and Bitcoin had like, Three X. <laughs> so, so you bought your you you got you you had you were at a hundred. You like you were in it when it was at a hundred. What did it hit? What was the peak? I remember some of the numbers were insane. What did it hit in twenty seventeen? Twenty five thousand. Well, that's a fairly solid rate of return. <laughs> <laughs> only only if you sell, and I didn't sell. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's, yes, that's a good thing to qualify. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it would have been amazing, but my, my bag of magic beans never got actualized, so it went back down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hear you. Yeah. No, but, but, and, and you know what, though? Like, you know, um, when, when something like that gets adopted so quickly – like that was clearly a bit of a of a rise and a fall. It was I'm like, yeah, it, it almost followed I followed a textbook type. You could write a case study on it and like here's the cycle and how it went. Yeah, totally, totally. And so so it's important to note that like yes, you know there was a huge pump and then a huge dump, um, but it dumped down to three thousand dollars, which is a really key number because previously the all time high of Bitcoin, which was hit in December of 2013, was twelve hundred bucks. So, so that's a significant new floor right there. <laughs> three times, almost three times, yeah. right? Like, yeah. like when you think, you know, if I bought Bitcoin in 2013 for $1,000 and someone told me by the end of 2017, when this thing goes absolutely berserk or no, it wasn't the, that was the end of 2017 was the peak. So it was like mid 2018 yeah. after the big drop. But like, Hey, in four years, this thing's going to be worth three grand. You'd be like, yeah, you know, no brainer. Like, Here's Let's all do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, wor the worst case scenario was still an amazing return. To it, was, your point. <laughs> it, was, it was an amazing return. And, and so, yeah, so that's, that's what oftentimes gets missed, I feel, because people hear Bitcoin. Oh, you know, it, even, even today, is that still around? You know, our, oh, how's it going? I heard it dropped. It's like, well, yes, it did, but it's worth $13,000 right now, which is like happened pretty quietly going from three to $13,000 in 18 months. Again, you know, the value of in, in 18 months, uh, it's so good to put numbers in context to this. When you talk about like normal rates of return versus what you just described on an industry that people love to just kind of dismiss or, or even a, it's really interesting. Yeah, that's an amazing, that's amazing from a financial picture right there. Oh yes. It's, I mean, I go through my phone. I've got screenshots on my phone from like 2017 and when Bitcoin hit $13,000 and I'm talking Canadian numbers, so it's about 10 grand us when Bitcoin hit that number for the first time in 2017, I was like, Holy smokes! Like, what is happening right now? We're all rich. Like, this is <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know totally, I mean? absolutely. And now it's here, and people are texting me like, just yesterday, I had a buddy text me, and he goes, "Ah, Bitcoin's not really doing much. Hey, it's kind of like kind of boring." And I was like, "Wow, you know, isn't that a funny again? Back to perception, right? Yeah. Earlier, the perception was this thing's on a rocket ship, and now at the exact same price, the perception is, eh, you know, what is it really doing?" So it's, it's, it's really, really fascinating. To well, perception is reality and we're all emotionally triggered. Like, you know, like anyways, you, we don't have to talk about the psychology, but you know, if you look at the markets, if you look at all these things, like human psychology plays the biggest part in all of this, really at the end oh, of the day. Without, without question. And, and that's yeah. because Bitcoin is the true, here's one more t-shirt for you. The truest and most beautiful form of supply and demand economics. That is Bitcoin. It's this like free open market. Anyone can participate. You can barter. If I wanted, I could sell you a Bitcoin for three bucks, right? What's your address? I'll give it to you, right? Buy me a coffee yeah. and then we're all clear. Or if you really wanted, you could buy it for a million dollars. You could say, Adam, Bitcoin is worth $1 million. So I, I love your comment, free market about it. it uh, that's interesting. Right? And it's kind of like- which, which I understand why that makes it scary for some people. Totally like the some because, people, like for the powers that be or you know the institutional side of it. That's a pretty scary- because well, uh, we can't trust you guys with that. We need to control things like that. So if you want to get into some layers of that discussion. <laughs> yeah, that's something that is like, well, way above my pay grade. Um, <laughs> yes, I, yeah, that was the extent of my views right there. I just kind of like, broached it out. <laughs> yeah, totally. But but you're absolutely right. Like it's, it is it is something that, you know, the quote unquote powers that be used yes. to be able to control. But 
But at now, you know, now we're seeing like, what is, what is inflation? What does that look like? What does it look like now in a, in a, in a post or yes, po- post COVID kind of COVID, world where uh, pandemic with, you know, what's going to happen to the pensions? What's going to happen to like, it's no secret. The baby boomers are just about to enter pension, which was already probably underfunded. And now we just piled on how many billion, hundreds of billions of dollars in debt Oh, 152 billion or some crazy number I read the other day. That's a problem. And I, I wrote it down and I was just like, that isn't even, I don't, I don't even like, I'll be blind. I don't even know what that means when I write a number like that down. Like, what is that even? It's just, Dude, so, there's so not certain. enough space on the check. Like, like the check boxes were not made to be that big. for that, for that, for that many zeros. No, you're hundred percent. Yeah. So, and then, uh, and then let's go. 152 billion is, was the level of aid package that we've reached in Canada. That's not, which is, which is a, a rounding error compared to the 2 trillion that Trump wrote. Yeah, yeah, yes. If so, you look at it as the so, whole package, you know, and then and then taking that that broader world scope, you look at a place like Venezuela that recently has had their currency just devalued like crazy, absolutely yeah. horrifically devalued. You look at Greece, you look at uh, you know Cyprus, you look at all these places with like modern and like they're not powerhouses like Canada, but they're like modern economies that are functioning and doing well. Yes. Yeah. And all of a sudden their currency is gone. People are washing the floor with gasoline because, because water is worth more than gas because of how crazy their monetary system is. And you think to yourself, what on earth is going to happen? Like, you know, and, and, and that's not a doom and gloom. No. And there is a lot of examples where like, cause there is a little bit, well, that could never happen here kind of mindset, but I would say, there's a lot of examples where I think there was probably people there that thought that same thing. Mate, hundred percent. And, and you know, it goes without saying nothing will ever happen ever until it does. Right. Okay. <laughs> Look at the mortgage yeah. crisis. L- l- like a pandemic, like a, you know, dot, dot, like dot. Like how about mortgages defaulting? Like who in their right mind saw that? Did you, I mean, everyone saw the big short, everyone watched Christian Bale, yes. uh, yeah. you know, sit, stand on his, on his $900, um, penthouse because it was so devalued and, and and say like well we won but damn the whole world is ruined <laughs> yes so, yes that's that's yeah that that's worth a watch if anyone hasn't watched it <laughs> big time oh fantastic and some big names in it too really really good movie yeah that was that was super well done so interest so from a from a you know overarching and the underpinning of collisions is you know a little bit like what's happening calgary from an economic transformation but you know you're in edmonton what's happening in alberta uh, you know, how do you see things like Bitcoin or, you know, this may be a bit of a broader question, like in terms of the way forward of like doing things differently, because what you're doing is you're doing things differently. You know, I guess the role that that plays in Alberta to hear that the first ATM in the world was in Vancouver, that 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 just gave me, I don't know, just a shimmer of weird pride. Of cool, some right? reason. I'm like, you know, because you always think of these things happening somewhere else a little bit. That's very Canadian of me to even say that. <laughs> You're totally right, dude. Such a limiting statement. I just made like, oh, that couldn't happen in Canada. We're just little old Canada. Such a ridiculous thing to say. So any, any thoughts on like, have you, how has it been like starting, like getting this business going? And I know you're kind of working on moving to the next level. I don't know how much we want to get into that. Like, has, has this been met with optimism and encouragement? Have you been able to get people involved to support you through this journey? Like has Alberta been open to supporting you doing something non, I'm going to say non-traditional, if that's even the right way to say it. Um, no, uh, actually, <laughs> I knew you'd give me an honest answer. Um, good question, but no, let's put it this way. No, <laughs> but, but you know what though? I can't necessarily blame them. And that's because I believe in a free market, right? I, I believe in private businesses being able to pick and choose who they want to do business with. And so if a bank doesn't want to do business with me, that's fine because I want to make sure that I can reserve the right to not do business with someone else, right? I reserve the right to, if you come in and say, hey, I just sold you know, a ton of cocaine, I have a million bucks I wanna buy Bitcoin with, I want to say no, right? And, and like, luckily I'm legally obligated to say no, so it's kinda like, you know, that, that is what it is. But I also want to reserve the right to say no in case it wasn't illegal and, and something, some kind of gray area that I just wasn't cool with. Uh, I appreciate that you know concept. I mean? so, yeah. so like, yeah. don't get me wrong, it's been frustrating, but, through the adversity, our business is like 25 times stronger because of it. The processes we have in place are infinitely more valuable because we had to face that adversity and because we were able to come through it and because we survived, right? Now, oh, resistance builds a stronger wall, no question about it, or oh, stronger no foundation wall. or whatever metaphor you want to throw in there. Yeah, adversity creates strength, you know, persistence builds a stronger wall. Uh, the first guy through the wall gets the bloodiest is a bit of a different angle, but... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, hey, there's a lot to be said for that too. When you're forging into a new industry that I would say the lineup of detractors is longer than the lineup of supporters. And it was, and it was. And and you know what though? 
that's fine. And, 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 you know, it gave me a bit of a chip on my shoulder, which I've, I've kind of worked off because you know, <laughs> we I, all reserve the right to grow up. I know <laughs> I heard like, yeah, I went through that. That was the old version. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was the old me. <laughs> new and improved, new and improved. <laughs> but, but effectively like, you, you know, the, the pain points that we saw in the last seven years and, and still see today, um, I fully believe have made our company more valuable, stronger, and more ready to grow, right? We're, we are now able to scale. Oh my goodness, we can scale because we've gone through it. Like we've got to hit every curveball. We've had to adapt. We're this like, we're this brand new industry using the existing tactics from the, we're a vending machine company. Let's, let's be honest. We buy something, we mark it up and we sell it. It's, it's a very, very simple process. The thing that we sell just happens to be the most valuable thing in the world. So there's, there's some pushback to it and there's some, and there's some resistance met. And, and because of that, you know, we're able to kind of take what we know, uh, you know, take what we learn and then put it into this like nice bow that just makes it this, this business that, you know, in my opinion is like, hyper 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 ready to just explode so I'm, I'm i'm really excited about that and 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 frankly i'm proud of the team i'm proud of the the people that that took the leap of faith you know on this business and on me um i think it pans out well and 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 i'm very loyal to them uh, to hear your origin story which I, I love a good i love a good origin story from reading comic books <laughs> when i was a kid uh but the you know the 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 stabby corner of you know sunset and 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 knife fight kind of kind of avenue uh, that's an amazing story to hear and like from an alberta perspective of the grit of going through it of going out and doing it when everyone everyone probably that you knew thought you were nuts for going and doing that totally and then seven years later which is a period of time but also overnight like depends on how you look at that when it comes to building what i understand i'm starting to grasp what you guys are building it's a cool story and from a mentorship and and perspective of having people support you along the way have you been able to have a pretty strong network like in Alberta or have you had to go kind of abroad to learn like you know sometimes going where someone has already maybe tripped and fell over the rocks you were trying to climb over versus you know I've heard that in Alberta that we don't necessarily although it's a great very helpful province people tend to support each other we're still new in the kind of technology industry game that we just don't have people that have done multiple exits and have had all these layers of, of quote-unquote experience to share yeah, I mean, um, fortunately and also unfortunately, I you know I was the one of the first guys through the wall, right? So so um, in Alberta, there are a handful of us that are are um, I guess they're they're considered Bitcoin OGs, and yeah. and and we all kind of know each other. We all hang out, and when there's a big conference, we all make a point to to hang out and go to dinner and and and, and whatever. Um, and so we do have that kind of community. We're a small, strong, tight knit community. We all kind of understand. Nice. And, and, and everybody's there to support everybody. That's yeah. That big makes a huge time. difference. Big, big, big time. And, and you know, like there's something to be said about an industry that works together than against each other. Like, you know, I'd like to think that uh, the CEO of RBC and the CEO of TV are probably chatting more than we think. They're not necessarily competitors. They're probably yep. uh, colluding is a strong word, but but they're definitely chatting. I was, that was my, my mind was going there. I'm like, don't say collusion, Tyler. Don't. Oh, and then I did. So thanks for hanging me out to dry. <laughs> no, no, it's good. Hey man. Hey, I'll just pave the road. We'll see where it goes. <laughs> um, but your publicist is going to call me after and say, edit, edit. edit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tyler, <laughs> do you ever want Adam back ever again? <laughs> oh, Hey, whoa. Oh, it gets a, that turned elitist all of a sudden. That went dark. That went super dark. <laughs> um, but yeah, but just remember us. Just remember us when you're flying around in your jet and you know flying over, <laughs> waving. You know, anyways. Oh man, it's a really cool story. I appreciate all the twists and turns and what you know you've been through to get here. It doesn't happen by accident, man. No, yeah. I mean, well, thank you. But but yeah, like like it almost does. Like it, you know, lucky or smart, right? Like it's <laughs> yeah, it's totally. kind of one of those one of those perceptions, and and you become a success overnight in ten years. Uh, it's kind of, it's kind of how yes, it the 10 year overnight success. No, no, one was, <laughs> no, no one was writing an article about me when I was sleeping in my car. Like those, <laughs> you hear those stories from entrepreneurs and like the big wins, but no one, we, we still get the glamour spots, but we forget the hard work to get there sometimes. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit. And, and, you know, and I'm, you know, we, we talked a lot about the people that weren't behind me, but like, like, frankly, there was a lot of people that were like, like I had an incredible support system. I had a wife that said like, Oh, this is fake internet money and you're going to do it full time. And that's going to be good. Okay. Like that sounds fun. Like, let's do this. Oh, and you want to live in the most expensive city in Canada? Oh, okay. This is a good idea. So like, like my wife's been incredibly <laughs> supportive, right? And both of our, yeah. care, like our families have been, have been incredible. Um, and then along the way, 
you know, I had a lot of people that weren't really interested in, in helping, which is fine because I, again, I believe in, in the ability to choose. I believe in the, in the freedom. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that concept and how it works, how that door swings both ways. It does. It, it really does, man. And we have to look at it from the other angle, right? Like, yeah, I'd like to say, you know, Hey, why don't you, uh, you know, take this business? You should have to do this, but then I should be have to do it too. And I don't want to, I don't, I don't necessarily want to be bound by that. Like I said, a free, open, inclusive market is is the ultimate form of a democratic society in my opinion and so i think that's really really important what what is a little frustrating is like okay so let's just let's just dig this dig this rabbit hole really quick um okay i'm in i'm in always (laughs) you can't buy a house with 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 cash so so legal tender in canada is cash but you can't buy a house in cash um for there's laws against that and so, okay. Oh, all right. I've never, I've never tried to do that, but not, that's good to know. <laughs> so getting a bank account is, is very, very difficult. So the government says you can't do certain things with cash, but the banks have free reign over who they will and won't do, do business with. So yep. it becomes a bit of an issue because certain freedoms are taken away by granting certain freedoms to others. You know, do you know what I'm saying? Hmm. So, I, yeah, so, okay, yeah, I do. Yes, absolutely. So there either has to be, you know, in my opinion, there has to be something that that is inclusive, full stop, or or you know, there's those freedoms are taken away from others, and and that's kind of where where the world is going. I think is is hmm. you know we have to look at what inclusivity looks like, or we have to look at what exclusivity looks like. And in my opinion, the existing monetary system is very exclusive, where Bitcoin creates this like inclusive world where if you want to get a bank account, you have to have basically three things. You have to be a legal citizen. You have to have an address and you have to have money, right? So, so what happens if you are just getting to Canada and you don't have a house and you want to get a job, you want to, you want to contribute, you want to, you want to earn your keep, but what's the first thing your employer asks you? Well, for your bank accounts, they can pay you. So you can't get a bank because you don't have a house. You can't get a job to pay for a house without a bank. So what do you do? You're kind of stuck. They're kind of like these people that are underserved. They're getting pushed into this continuously underserved um, kind of demographic. And that's a problem in my opinion. That's like, that's really bad. And contrary to Bitcoin, if I have $0, if I have no home address and nothing, I can get a Bitcoin wallet. I can have access to the most valuable asset in the world through Bitcoin. Right. And, and that's amazing. That is really, really, really good. It's such a powerful kind of paradigm to wrap around it. Cause when you, you know, Bitcoin in the news and has been about the boom and the bust and those things you don't see a lot, or I haven't seen a lot where someone, where I've heard it talked about the way you're talking about it. And if you look at a world that we're at now or where things are moving to, which I think is great, inclusivity, gender, race, socioeconomic, like those things are all being, uh, the old the old way is being deemed unacceptable across the board. I'm just going to speak in broad terms because I want to get into that, and that's okay. So monetary policy and our ability to, like you said, transact and and kind of create that dynamic, it it has to be up for grabs as well, or it has to be under review. It should be because it's because it because it's leaving a whole group of people out, and with globalization and as the world like it's a system that was built by a, by a certain group to facilitate a certain outcome. That system no longer makes sense based on the world we live in. Is what I'm hearing. I, I feel that way, and I'm hearing you say it. It's an interesting. I've never put Bitcoin as like, oh yeah, well, let's bring this solution to the table and show how that can can actually include way more people in that ability to make their like let, raise up their own quality of life. Like if at the end of the totally. day, which they should be entitled to to have freedom, to have an open market, yeah. to be able to to show people that they can do this, you know, with this technology, with this, this monetary policy. And, and, and like, like Bitcoin is based. So that, you know, to maybe, cause your question, your, your listeners are probably screaming at their, at their phone or their headphones. They're like, it's not backed by anything. It's garbage. Yeah, it's yeah, pure yeah, policy. Yeah, and, 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 you know, my answer to those people, when they, when they tell me like, Oh, Bitcoin's not backed by anything. That's very true, which is what makes it the most valuable thing in the world because no one can control it. Right. If we, look at, <laughs> if we look at our houses, right, our houses are backed by what? Well, they're backed by basically humans need for shelter. And so that's kind of what, what, what backs that. But we see time and time again, the prices of houses are not dictated by how, 
how valuable shelter is for us. Cause I can go out and buy a tent and have shelter and it's like yes. 35 bucks. Yeah, there's, there's, there's quite a spectrum of, of, yeah. <laughs> of shelter. Right. And, and when we think about, you know, what actually has value, I don't think it's the wood and the roof. I think it's more so the land. It's, it's, it's having the space. It's, it's, it's having the, you know, the ability to have privacy, to have freedom. So you mm-hmm. look at like a house on more land, the exact same house is worth a lot less when they're cramped up to their neighbors. So, yep. and, and so when we start, start thinking about, well, what is gold backed by? Well, what is our dollar backed by, right? I'm looking at right now on my wall here, uh, the executive order of the president issued April 5th, 1993. All persons are required to surrender their gold coin and bullion. So, so you know, what is that backed by? If it's confiscatable, if, if you're able to, to have it, you know, withdrawn or have it taken away from you, what value is it really? And so the value in Bitcoin is really that you can hold it yourself and you have access to it 24-7. Nobody can tell you what you can or cannot do with your Bitcoin. And that is, again, it's, it's the most free, you know, inclusive market that you can, that you can ever, ever have. When you talk about it that way, I can see where, like, I'm just thinking about the whole like adoption from a from a day to day, you know, from an, as an individual. There's no reason why you wouldn't want to adopt that based on that. But if you think of like, you know, again, back to this powers that be concept and the black helicopters and black SUVs and all right. that stuff. <laughs> if you want to go down that road, <laughs> is 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 there a movement, a, a a concerted effort to slow that down? Is there a, an anti marketing campaign out there that's constantly working to erode confidence and to diminish what it can do because it does disrupt the, the, the status quo so much. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I would, if I would go that far, that's like quite like, don't get me wrong. I'm no stranger to tinfoil hats. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you, you know where I'm going with it. with it, and I'm not, I'm not either. But I'm like, I don't, I don't spend my days thinking about it. But it doesn't mean just because I'm not doesn't mean there isn't something going on, man. You know what? There's, there's a reason. Um, there's a reason if you buy and sell Bitcoin through your bank account, the bank calls you and asks questions. There's a reason, you know, I am personally unable to get bank accounts in certain biz- or in certain banks. Um, that being said, I have yet to see uh, uh, RBC commercial saying if you buy Bitcoin, it is bad, <laughs> right? So Yo, for, for, yeah, I there's being blatant about it. Then there's doing it kind of layers below. There's no like anti-marketing campaign, um, yeah. you know, not directly, but they're certainly not making it easy to use, I guess, which is, which is, again, that's the freedom, right? Like no one forced right. Blockbuster to go digital and I'll leave the comparison there. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> I, hey, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think that they've become the, 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 the business case for every example of, oh, what happens if you don't evolve? 100%, man. 100%. Every time. Oh, well, we all know. I'm like, boom, the blockbuster slide in a presentation with the logo. I'm like, yes, yeah. I know where we're, yes, I, point taken. <laughs> the Kodak comes next. But, then, the but then conversely, you know, you look at Rogers and Rogers was the same as Blockbuster. They just kind of expanded. They, they recognized and they went the other way, or at least they had the, they had the foresight to expand and, and to diversify. Right. Cause yes. I remember so, somebody, somebody didn't just entrench. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, and so, you know, I, I think that I and, and and my generation more so is is very open to looking at at what is a blockbuster and and, and what is a Netflix and and we're able to kind yeah. of look at things more I think more critically and more objectively and that's and that's look and, and, and I shouldn't say that not my my generation um you know I I'm I am my generation so I'm talking to my generation so I hear about it yeah, but like, yeah, you're you're yeah you're in the you're in the bottle at you're in it I'm for in sure it, right um but you know like even here in Alberta like. Like you hear about these incredible companies coming out of Alberta. Um, you look at like 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 Alta, um, ML. You look at uh, yeah. I had a chat with Corey the other day. I'm gonna have him on the podcast in a couple yeah, weeks. Corey's a, like Corey's an inc- well, Corey's smarter than than. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was an intense like 20 minute. We had our first kind of phone call date. I was like, oh wow, this is gonna be a good episode. Oh, I'm yeah, my yeah. A game for that one. <laughs> he's incredibly smart. Um, I've had the pleasure of talking to him a couple times, and 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 yeah, like he's he's remarkable. And you look at the guys over at Jobber. Um, you look at these, these incredible. And so Alberta, I think, you know, we have that community 
And I think that our infrastructure is starting to kind of open up to that. You know, yeah, I, I believe it's moving in that direction. I'm very up, but it's a cycle. Like it takes time to just look at things and to support a different way of doing business and different types of businesses. To your point, like non the non traditional places where the money in Alberta traditionally invested oil and gas because that was the safe route to go. And now you've got all this kind of innovation and tech mindset. It's just new and it's different, and it's a bit scary. That's it, man. That's it. And like you look at so like like last week we announced we're um, pursuing a a qualifying transaction. To be listed on the public exchange. So we'll be the first Bitcoin ATM company uh, in the world, according to my research, but officially in Canada. Uh, nice. Which is cool. And, and you know, it, so part of that process is chatting to investment banks. And, and I'm a local Alberta boy. I want to keep it local. And uh, I tell you what, it's funny walking into the Alberta investment banks and, and them saying like, well, traditionally we do oil and gas, Mostly we've been doing some energy stuff other than oil and gas, which is like solar and wind basically. And they're like, we did a little bit of cannabis and that didn't work out. So, you know, I'm not too sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know. Yeah. I've had a few guests on like to understand where like that. I heard some, I had, uh, uh, Hanif Sushkani on from Simon cool. last week. Yeah. And they just did their 75 million race and had, he was chatting about it and he said, his belief and being in that space for the last 10 years of kind of the, the investing in Alberta, he's like, I think it's a couple percent of the money that's being raised for tech startups in Alberta actually comes from Alberta. The rest is coming from outside. And I'm, I'm quoting him because I hadn't heard that stat put out that right. way before. And that was pretty, dis that was like, oh, sorry, I wanted to it was disappointing. So IE, there's room for improvement. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I know most of their 75 million came from South of the border. Yeah. I mean, yeah and, and it does. And again, I think it's, it's, it's a little bit cyclical. Um, you know, it, it's part of, it's just what we know and what we're willing to, to risk. Right. Like you look at everyone, hears the success stories, right? Everyone hears the, Oh yeah, I put all my money into, into this one thing and it happened to work out like Elon Musk, perfect example, who just keeps rolling it over. Like homeboy great <laughs> yes, PayPal makes like, whatever, you know, quarter billion bucks and then dumps it all into Tesla. Like, are you serious? Like, like that's crazy, but it, you know, it worked out and, and, and now, you know, it, it's in then into SpaceX and then into the space space. Yeah. Tesla maybe made sense, but like all of a sudden it's, you know, commercial, uh, commercial space travel or like, have you, uh, happened to read or listen to uh, space barons? No, it's a really good book. It's about Musk and uh, Bezos and essentially the race for, and NASA and uh, Branson. It's a really good book about how they all basically from being kids and dreaming about the stars and they paint this whole story, but it also talks about their different business philosophies yeah. on how they each approach the problem. It's a good, it's worth a listen. Throw it yeah, on, a, throw it on the million books that are probably on the nightstand already, but yeah, it's a good one. No, I'll check it out for sure. I've, I've been, I've been an audiobook uh, guy very recently kind of turned into an audiobook. Oh, isn't it the best? You can, you can, I don't know about you, but I have this weird badge of honor with myself of like what speed I can listen to the audiobook. <laughs> I'm up to 1.75 and certain authors, man, I'm just cranking through books. It's a weird, like, I'm like, what, who am I, what am I, who am I showing off to here myself? Like, it's ridiculous. Dude, totally though. But, and, and, and to your point, like I'm, I'm on Audible the other day and I'm looking at uh, Atlas Shrugged and it's like 64 yes. hours of audio. And I'm like, whoa, like this is a, this is a. I know you look at books with a whole different filter of like, the, when you go right to the time. Totally, absolutely. Totally. This is like, this is like you know, 20 times I'm cutting the grass. Or like, you know. I know. Like that's a 92 page John Galt rant. How fast could I listen to that ad? If I'm going to plow through Alex. Totally. <laughs> totally. Oh, that's, yeah. No, that's fun. Yeah. I, I, dude, I love the world we live in. Like everything is up for grabs and how you do anything is, can be different than how you did it before. It which is such a testimony to what you guys are doing. And it should be, man. Like, like really like even, even our business in like, you know, arguably one of the most cutting edge businesses, industries in the world, we are still constantly evolving. It's it's like, you know, we're always looking for ways. Can we do that better? Can we be more efficient? Can we get that better for the customer? Can, how, how can that be faster? How can that be easier? How can that be more attainable? And that's kind of our mission is just to make it like, like my goal. And if I had it my way, people would have access to Bitcoin worldwide and everywhere. People would have the ability to choose. Do I want to participate in the banking system? or not. I shouldn't have to. It shouldn't be an obligation. Yeah. Uh, and if it's an obligation, guess what? It should be free, in my opinion, right? We shouldn't have this obligation to use private businesses. That's that's not a freedom. That's not a it's not an open market. But we are. We are obligated. If I don't want to buy groceries, guess what? I can buy a plot of land and plant my pea seeds and my tomato seeds and my carrots and I can grow cattle and I can eat I can be self-sustainable. No one's forcing me to use grocery stores. I don't have to live in a house. I don't have to do anything, but I have I absolutely have to participate 
in the private closed system that is the banks. And that's wrong. That is such a commentary because I, you know, and what we do for a living, like customer centricity, what's the problem you're solving? And if you look at the disruption and the level of customization we demand now of knowing exactly where our Uber is, not only that an Uber is coming, but where it is on the journey, right. our Airbnb, like if you look at all these, these are very much people being able to curtail their own experiences. But you're right with the banking system, they kind of sell you that way. Oh, we'll set up something custom for you. It's not, it's a series of products and it's already preordained. What you're talking about when you talk about freedom, it, it lines so much into where we're moving. Like like if you think of like the elements of brand culturally, what's happening, it only makes sense that this is there because culturally everything else in our world is moving that direction. Yeah, of, I want it the way I want it. I love the way you said and that. And ultimately it's for our benefit, for society's benefit. Right. And, and, and I think that that's the most beautiful thing about Bitcoin is that like it can be two different things to two different people and both and make them both a better life at the end of the day. And they can, and they're, and they're both right. And they're both, they're right. both right. And, but like at the end of the day, the bank always wins, right? Like, like, they have the house. The house always wins. Yeah, it always does, man. And, and like <laughs> yeah. you know, when we think about control, like look at COVID. So COVID hits, everyone's freaking out. Well, you know, there's articles coming out from like CNBC, mostly in the states, and they're saying like, "Hey, you're limited to how much you can actually pull out of your bank account. You can't take more than ten grand. You can't take more than five grand in cash right now." But what happens if that bank closes? Like even even around here in Edmonton. The banks used to be open from like nine to six. Now they're open from like 10 to three. So my hours have just been shrunk. And what happens if I can't get there? How accessible is my money? What to get access to, to, to your point, my money, but is it your, yeah, it's not, man. Yeah, we could do a whole, this is where you get into three hours. This is where we go. All right, let's really go down the dark road. And Fuck it, man. Let's, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> well, so uh, how much can you share? What's next step for you guys? You're on the journey. You're moving towards being listed. Yeah. Like what's, what's, what can you share? Like yeah, let's, so let's let people been, know. This has been a few, well, six months in the making now. Um, so the, the realization that this is kind of the next big step kind of comes and the strategy gets put in place. And then, so starting January, we started again, chatting with legal, chatting with accounting, chatting with investment banks. Um, you know, the, the very, very first step of, of going public is making sure that the company can do it. <laughs> so it was a yes, yep, dive yep. into us, making sure that we're a safe investment, making sure that we're a good investment, making sure that we have the means because, you know, this is a very expensive process to get yes. all of the professionals under our roof to, to make sure that this company is going to be um, able to be kickstarted in and then grow. So next step is making sure that the audit goes through. So that's kind of the process that we're in now. Um, the, the TMX, which is a company that owns the TSX and the TSX venture, the two big, or, you know, the TSX is the main kind of Toronto stock exchange, the main exchange market. And, and then the venture exchange is for micro cap companies, which is where ultimately we were going to lie or we are going to lie. And then uh, from there, um, you know, once the audit's going through, the audit's kind of done. At, simultaneously, we've been making uh, deals with a CPC. And what that is, is a company who's listed on the exchange and their only business is to buy a business. <laughs> so okay, it's a that. difficult process and you can have an, an IPO or an RTO. So an yep. initial public offering is very, very self-explanatory. The company becomes public. An RTO is called a reverse takeover. And it's when a shell company acquires a private company and by default, that private company becomes public. And that's kind of what we're doing. So, okay. so we have to- oh, I, I appreciate breaking it down because those are terms that can easily get thrown around. Oh, and for some people, they're very obvious. And for some people, they're and not. Speaking of, of Corey Jansen, you know, his, his legacy in, in, in Investopedia, um, it, it does a fantastic job of breaking this stuff down. So definitely check that out. Um, so, you, so you look at, uh, you know, a plethora of different CPCs, a plethora of different shell companies that can, and then we just choose the right one. We choose the one that's right for us. And lucky for us right now, um, there's not a lot going on. Uh, not a lot of business. Well, yeah, no, I've talked to, there's the, there's this like chasm of, of, of transaction flow because of COVID and because of everything that's happened, which I've heard other people like all kind of damned up some, some flow that's going to happen, but also created some opportunities for people to come into that space. Yeah. So we were able to come in and we were able to get it done. And, 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 you know, I'm very proud of the, again, of the team, like, like everything we were able to accomplish because we were able to, to take it and grow it and do it all during COVID. Like, like we grew, like we've almost doubled in size um, in the size of the machines, not necessarily in revenue because places are closed and yada, yada, yada. But yeah, of course. Like, yeah, of course. But from March to today, we've almost, we've almost doubled in size in the size of our network. And that's something I'm very proud to say. And, and so, um, so that's awesome. Congratu- that's that, congratulations. Cause it's uh, out of every challenge comes opportunity and, and it just is whether how you take advantage of it or, you know, capitalize on totally, it. Totally. Totally. So, so yeah, so now, so now the audit's kind of, you know, on it, on the tail ends. And then what we do is we take all that information back. 
We draft into a big statement that we kind of, you know, basically our, our go forward business plan and say, and give that to the TMX and say, okay, guys, you know, here you go. Um, here's who we are and here's, and here's how we do. And of course, we've already had like a number of different calls. We've explained to them what's going on, but this is like the formal document. Like here, yeah. here is all of our books. Here's all of our stuff. Um, show it to the world. Uh, you, you know, this is, this is our, we're lifting up our shirts and yeah, it's just the open kimono or whatever, whatever corporate term you want to use. That's yeah, it. Yeah. That's it. And then so, so after that, um, you know, we get the the eventual hopeful blessing from the exchange, and then the transaction happens, and and off we go. So, um, yeah, and then and then once that happens, you know, the reason going public is such an important step for us is twofold. Um, one, it gives us access to capital that we didn't necessarily have before. I mentioned that in banks are kind of like, yeah, Bitcoin, yeah. I'm not, I'm not too stoked on that, you, you know? And, and, and so when you look at that, like we have grown, we've been growing for seven years and we've done it without a bank loan. Like we do not have a bank loan. <laughs> and so, and so that's very difficult. We, we don't have outside investment. Like this is, this is a self-funded, um, I was very lucky early on. My, 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 my father-in-law, um, you know, gave me some seed money and that is the only money we've taken thus far. So, so, you know, again, though, like that was really tough and, and we weren't able to grow probably as easy as I would have liked, but now we're able to go public with no debt. We don't, we don't have any debt. And that's like, that's very unheard of in a business nowadays. So moving forward from that, um, access to capital is one thing, but this also is a way for the retail investor to gain exposure to Bitcoin um, without kind of a ton of downside. And, 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 and that's forward looking probably and like, you know, legal don't, uh, <laughs> yes, I, I, don't invest when you can't. You, I can, I can, I'm watching you trading carefully in these, what you're saying. I'm like, I, listening I, to my publicist in the background. I'm like, okay, what, what <laughs> yeah, don't say, don't make promises. Don't, like, don't, yeah, do yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. But, but basically, you know, we're a company that holds Bitcoin. So as the price of Bitcoin goes up, that's very, very good. We're also going to be a company that's on the public exchange market. So you can invest through your TFSA, through your RSP, through your pension, um, what have you. And then, you know, we make money on transactions. So as long as Bitcoin's going up or down, we're going to make money on transactions. And that's kind of the nice thing. And so, um, yeah, in my opinion, it's a very, very nice, easy to understand play for investors in an industry that is like, you know, just we're, we're kind of at like, remember a few weeks ago when, when the first SpaceX, when, when Dragon took off or Dragon, yep. and it was like, you know, we're just filling up the gas tank. That's kind of what we're like. And we have like, we're kind of just starting to get this pressure cooker going. And then, and then when we hit blast off, it's just, uh, it's just go time. This industry is just nuts, man. It is so fun. And we saw it in 2017, we saw it happen. And now it's going to happen, you know, bigger and better than ever. Cause people actually have a base layer of understanding. Everyone knows at least what well, yeah, it, it started, it becomes normalized. It becomes more, you know, yeah, you, you've heard about it. You get comfortable with it. You, I'm sure you could graph it out where how we adopt mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, the early adopters versus like, oh, we're getting, we're not, maybe we're not, we're not at the middle by any stretch. I don't think, but we're working our way up the curve. We're almost called in the stage of adoption. We're what's called the early mass market. And so right now, okay. Yep. Everyone, everyone probably knows what Bitcoin is, or at least they, they, they've heard of Bitcoin. Like five years ago when I was flying, you're on the plane, right? And you have a small talk, like, what do you do? I, I'm in oil and gas. <laughs> what do you do? Oh, I buy and sell. Well, at first I say I'm in finance because that's it. And then when they really want to, you know, what do you do? Let it up. Oh, well, I buy and sell Bitcoin. And, you know, they kind of like, oh, I'm not sure really, oh, what that is. But now it's like, oh, Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. My my nephew was telling me about that. My cousin was telling me about that. I should have bought when it was $1 and, and now I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I just, I mean, the good old days of being on a plane. I'm the guy that goes, what do you do? You say Bitcoin. I'm like, tell me more. And then for the next hour, two hours, I just pepper you with questions. Basically what I do now for fun. My, like, my absolutely. Order here. And let's, uh, let's have a little podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, hey, well, let's get into it. Do you mind if I record this conversation? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so so now people have kind of that base layer. It's no longer foreign, right? It's kind of like, you know, you listen to Bill Gates saying like, yeah, maybe a dozen Americans will have a computer in a few years. And like, yeah, yeah, I yeah totally, yes. Nine in my office, right? It's good to go back and compare it to different things. They're like, oh, it's a fad. It'll be gone by the, you know, boom. And and we look what happened to so many. Anytime it makes people's lives better and people get it, it, it you can't stop it. Yeah, it's a short I, and, and I think so. And, and, and people that don't want to accept it, again, that's fine. Like, yeah, I, you don't have to. Yeah, options yeah, no. for you because, because frankly, you know, I believe in that. I really believe in like having choice and having freedom and, and being able to do what you want to do. And so, yeah, I kind of like that. 
<laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, hard, hard not to. Adam, thanks so much for the call today. Like it was transparent, it was fun. It was like I think it, you know, it was, I love hearing people's stories, but at the same time, uh, you gave me a lot to think about about Bitcoin, about the role it can play, and like almost from a like transactional perspective, but also philosophical and and what it can do from a an equalization and getting away from some of that exclusivity and. I think the world we're, we're, we're living in is, is working very hard and sometimes with a lot of difficulty to become more inclusive, but it, it's a non-negotiable going forward. And to hear Bitcoin being plugged into that and thinking about it that way in the financial system certainly gave me a different different filter to understand like why, 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 why it can't not go forward because it just makes so much sense that way. Thanks, man. Yeah, and I, I mean, hey, this is what I do for a living. This is, I eat, sleep, and breathe this stuff. So I... Anytime- uh, your passion is evident, my friend. <laughs> Adam, Ed, well, I, I, I see if I see a, a part two episode once you get through this, and then it'll just be like, what was it like to go from the parking lot to actually the full go public? Like, let's say, you know, I think we covered the first like a handful of chapters. I won't I won't say how many, but there's a couple more chapters that are gonna probably unfold for you pretty heavily here, and then like in the, the rest of 2020. Yeah, man, I would be honored to come back. It's it's always a pleasure, and I think that um, you know chatting has been a lot of fun, and 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 I'm definitely keen to you know hit you up anytime. That's awesome, man. Thank you so much. It was an absolute pleasure and uh, good luck on the journey. Thanks, Tyler.